How would you say your book can help people who are maybe have low self-esteem or just struggling in life, that mindset? What would your book help them do? Really shift it. Tuning in to Conversations with Brett. You ever met somebody just has such a sweet Southern presence about them? If you haven't, you're about to today. I would like to welcome my friend, Don, and I love the G because she's gorgeous, Patrice. Hey, Don. You got you to gotta match the personality with the intro. So. I appreciate it. Definitely. So you are from Georgia. Yes, born and raised. You're rare, G, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah, this is a transplant city. Yeah, because see, I'm a transplant from Ohio. Okay. So, but I think the thing I like about you is, and I'm going to just go right there. We met during the program, mm -hmm. and the one thing I loved about you was your energy and your Southern draw. It's just, I was like, who is that talking? And I looked around, and I saw you with all this energy and everything. And as I got to know you, it's authentic. You know, some people, you'd be like, okay, yeah, you're doing too much. Right. But yours is authentic, and I love that. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's so funny because, as we mentioned before we got on camera, that the job that I'm at now, my supervisor, you know, during the interview process, you know, all went well. And so when she came in my office and I said something, she said, oh, you have an accent. I said, yeah, I'm country. It's, yeah. She was like, no, it's cute. But I tried to tame it, but I've learned to just, like, Girl, just talk. What what NT always say? God gave me this voice. You can't duplicate this at all. So use at that all. voice. Thank you. I will. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and so as you see, one of the things Don is, she is a published author. And so inspirational life lessons. So what was the inspiration behind the book? Wow, that's a great question. So honestly, the inspiration behind it was my own life experience. Okay. So in my mid-20s, I was trying to figure out life. Mid-20s? So, you about 22. Yeah, what you remember mid-20s? Well, you know what they say. <laughs> 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 not, 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 right, but you know what they say. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm close to the 40. Okay. Then, yeah, yeah. Never would have thought that. Yes, yes, yes. So in my mid-20s, I have always... I've always knew I was creative. I always knew that I was different. Even when I was probably 15 or 16, what's crazy is I would always say, I'm going to have my own nonprofit. I'm going to work with kids. Now, I'm a kid thinking this, right. saying this about myself. And I vaguely remember saying something about writing a book. It would be about love relationships. And it was something else. But I'm like, okay, life goes on. So I graduated college, what was it, 2010. Mm-hmm. So when I graduated, there was no jobs available. Right. So I'm when I say figuring out, I would go to, I don't know if you've ever heard of the flea market in McDonough, Georgia, where people set up. Oh, yeah. That's literally how I survived during that time when once I graduated and came back from Columbus, Georgia. Okay. So fast forward. So you graduated from CSU? Yes. My son went to CSU for a year. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. I, that's actually the school that I transferred to. I went to Bethel Cookman first. Okay. So I was there for three years and then graduated from CSU. God, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a completely different experience. <laughs> 
It was. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, night and day. Um, so anyway, once I came back, I wouldn't keep a job. Like my longest job has probably been three years. Not that I'm not a great worker, right. but even when I was younger, I would, oh, I had this thing in my mind where I wasn't created to work for somebody for the rest of my life. So as a kid saying this and I like even having references of, you know, after church, I would sell candy, everything outside of my mom's trunk. So it's like I always had this hustle about me. Man, I'm living life, going from job to job, but I did Uber and Lyft for a long time. Okay. So I thought that was going to be my way into just entrepreneurship because I was styling. I was doing photo shoots, creative directing, doing a lot of volunteerism. Okay, I get to these jobs. I felt like I was at prison. So what I would do, I would put a post on Facebook just encouraging myself whatever was going on i'm just i was i'm always positive i've literally always been this way right so the spirit of god told me about maybe three or four years ago those screenshots that you uh well no the memory on facebook would come up so when those memories would come back i was like take a screenshot i'm like okay whatever right. so i did it fast forward once i did that i sat on it for a while but it's a lot. I have a lot of stories. <laughs> oh, like, no, because Okay, because you know I can talk. So, um, how do I? I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to tell you everything. Okay. So, what was it? 2020? 2020? I, yeah, I think it was 2020. The Spirit of God told me to resign from my job. Okay. Now, mind you. I don't have six months savings, any of this. Right. But I knew that it was God because I was married and divorced. Mm -hmm. And when I was married, when I, before I got married, I, I kind of felt something like, okay, I shouldn't do it. But I was like, okay, I did it anyway. Hello. Right. Right. You know, like, like, lessons. Yes. <laughs> like, the lessons. So... I'm saying that integral part of me not listening to the spirit of God then when I got married, because throughout that experience, I knew afterwards, okay, that's God. Don't ever go against you, you and God. Mm -hmm. So when I heard God say resign, I was leaving from my mom's house. It was a Sunday in August. I think it was probably the last Sunday in August. So I'm driving home and I hear resignation. So I'm looking in the car. Like, I know I it was like, it was like, I know, no, people may think like, okay, how do you know when you hear God? It's a sound, like it's a, it's, it's just a solid sound that you hear. And so when I heard that, I said, okay, I was real confident and bold, right? I said, okay, I put a resign up, put in my two weeks. Right. I was cool. But that Monday after my last day, <laughs> I'm stressing. I said, oh, shoot, what am I about to do? You know? Right. So anyway, fast or throughout that year and a half of not working, God really just showed me so much in just trusting in him with all of my heart. Mm. Like, I thought I had faith before, but it's like now I have, like, real tough gangsta right. things. Like, right. God, whatever you say, I'm doing it for real. So that Monday, I'm stressing my neighbor. She said, hey, call this lady. I worked with this lady maybe two days. I said, mm, it's not an alignment. Because I knew, like, okay, God just told me to resign for a reason. Right. I got to figure out what that reason is. But in the process, I wasn't trying to figure it out. I'm trying to survive. Mm -hmm. So 
from that survival, I told my friend, like, okay, I only have a month left uh, of of my mortgage to, you know, be paid. Right. She said, well, who was your lender? So I told her, I was like, Penny Mac. She said, I only have a COVID relief, you know, da, 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 da. Wow. That saved me. That gave me, you know, cushion where right. I have to pay. Okay, cool. So I'm applying for jobs left and right. Mm-hmm. Nothing. When I say nothing, nothing. Say crickets. Right. Exactly. So... Um, it got to a point where I said, okay, well, let me go back to, um, what is it? Not network marketing, but brand ambassador. Oh, okay. So I would just pretty much promote different brands out throughout the city. Okay. That came through the end of October. When I tell you God would do certain things that was mind blowing when I'm on my last and I mean, almost at my last. Okay, I he connected me, God connected me with a guy on LinkedIn to update my, my resume because I paid the lady before. It still was no hits, no traction. Okay, God, what what are we doing? Right. So contacted this guy on Instagram. I mean not Instagram, but LinkedIn. Some kind of way we actually went to Bethel Cookwell, so we had connections. I don't I don't know. It was just wow. really random. But he helped me with my resume from there maybe four months five months later i got a job but in but in the meantime between time i won't forget this story that stood out to me it's a lot it's actually a lot of things within that time that really increased my faith to the point where even though i didn't have a lot financially mm-hmm. i was still blessed abundantly there were times going i'm sorry i was gonna say and that's the thing about god it's like you hearing and then you'd be like yeah i can do this but then you really know it's God when it takes you totally out of that comfort zone and you have to totally depend on him. So I'm glad to hear you say that because a lot of people think, oh, how do I know it was God? You'll know sometime by what does or does not happen. That's now that's real. Seriously. Um, there was a time where I <laughs> when I paid the guy, he charged, I think, three hundred dollars. I may have had three hundred dollars left in my account. So. I called my dad. I was like, hey, can you help me out? You know, so yeah, he helped me out. But I remember after I called him, God was like, this is me and you. This is me and you. I had to go to my mechanic to get some work done on my car. And gratefully, because I'm really big on building authentic relationships. Right. And because of that, he's been my mechanic for over 10 years. And throughout the time of me not working, it's pretty much a rain check. So when I get it, he got it. Right. So pretty much my car was being worked on all year if needed be, and I'm not paying him anything. So he had his cousin working with him. And so he said, don't, don't worry. I'm good. You know, <laughs> again, be a positive. Right. Well, he was like, um, well, how's work? I said, well, I'm not working. You know, I'm looking. He said, oh, you need a tip. I said, a tip? That joker walked away. He came back and gave me $150. Oh, wow. Random. Random. Never has done that. Right. But that half of the three fifty, I mean the three hundred, like I gave anyway, I got the one fifty back. My right. dad gave me, you know, one fifty, and I spent. So it's like I got it back. Right. I was just like, I got you did. <laughs> that was. I mean, because I talked because my excitement, like I'm writing right. like this with God, like you did. Wow, you're mind But you know, God loves that excitement. Mm-hmm. See, we we miss it because we almost take it casually, like, oh man. God did this for me. That's cool. But God, think of, think of a parent. Mm-hmm. And, and this is an analogy I use with people. Mm-hmm. The Bible says you have not because you ask them mm-hmm. or you ask amiss. 
And so if my kids say, can we go to Disney? And I say, yeah, then they get excited. And they may come back like, when are we going to Disney? We're going in two months. And they keep asking. But when we finally go, it's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like, we'll ask God. And then we'll be like, well, I guess he ain't going to do it. He ain't going to come through for me. And then when he come through, we'd be like, okay, thank you, God. Nah, when God moved, it's like, what? You did this for me? Oh, shoot. I heard a guy say it like this. He said, when you pray, mm-hmm. God blesses. You praise him, and then he blesses you more. And then he say, oh, you like that? So you praise him again, and it's, it becomes reciprocal. The yeah. more you praise him and thank him, the more he does. And it's not that we do it to get, but it's like anybody. You show your appreciation make me want to do more yeah that it's a genuine praise and gratitude that i have just even the simplest things of having breath in my mind like i'm alive you know so um that's one major part even as small as money's really low and my neighbor calls like hey i cooked some soup you out just don't know that all of it <laughs> yes like right so it's just the smallest thing. I'm like, God, you really are looking out for me in ways that it's just truly mind-blowing. So within that time, he was saying, okay, you need to do your YouTube channel. Now, mind you, when I first resigned, so, well, before that, and I didn't do it. So I said, okay, I'll document the journey, but life lies. So I, God, I don't have any. I'm trying to figure out life. Right. So he also stated to me, okay. Your book, your book. I, but I'm finna write, you know. I English. a book. I ain't got no money. <laughs> so my neighbor, she's shared with me um, an opportunity for like a business loan. Okay. It's a small amount, but within that, that's actually how I was able to pay for our game changers course. Oh, wow. so I'm like, if I would and be in this business, I'm investing in myself. That's right. So within that that business loan. When it came down to it, I said, okay, this is the last of the loan. And I said, okay, hit, you got to do your book. So I did my book. And when I was putting everything together, I thought I could do it on my own on Amazon. Cause you know, I was, I'm a little baby YouTube universities, right? You know, so I'm like, okay, well you, I mean, uh, yeah, YouTube is saying do that and that. Oh, please. No, that, that was not the move. So I wound up reaching out to a publishing company and I thought I would have my book by my birthday, October the 15th. Mm-hmm. I did not have it. So I planned on having a soft launch intimate at my home. Right. And even though I did not ha- did not have the physical book because of how my faith has been developing in that last year and a half, I'm like, I don't care if I don't have a book or not. Do it anyway. That's right. It's like you can't say, you know, believe in yourself and all this in this book. And, okay, even though you don't have something physical, do it anyway. So it anyway. I did that anyway. I printed out the cover of, of the book just on a sheet of paper. Right. And on the back, I put some of the excerpts on there. That was like the place setting. Okay. So, you know, people like, we're here for the soft line. And I was taking notes because I'm supposed to be working on my book. So I'm taking notes right now. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, just kind of fast forwarding all of it, I was able to create this beautiful masterpiece of just my you know, from my 20s up until probably the top of my 30s and just how I have been able to encourage myself. Right. And with encouraging myself naturally, even at jobs I would be at, I'm I'm the igniter of energy. Like, okay, 
well, I don't want to be here, but on Friday, we have a turn of Friday or right. somebody's going through something, people would naturally come to me. I'm like, no, it's going to be all right. This is just temporary. But I literally, I believed no matter what I was experiencing mm -hmm. that it would be okay. I know that's right. So because of that, this is this is my baby. And I just hope that the, the nuggets that I have in here will encourage somebody to believe in themselves. And so when you talk about believing yourself, because... You know, unfortunately, we hear a lot of people who deal with mental illness, they wind up committing suicide. And it's like you look at a person from the outside and be like, you had everything to live for. What causes? But sometimes we don't know what people are dealing with internally. Mm -hmm. How would you say your book can help people who are maybe have low self-esteem or just struggling in life, that mindset? What would your book help them do? Really shift it. Reading this book, and it's so practical. Like, mm -hmm. it's, not, it's no long paragraphs and a whole bunch of stories. It's literally simple nuggets that are so practical that you like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> and seriously, right. because I've actually shared this book with some, I work in a high school, so it's a ninth grader, actually. Okay. Sentiments of exactly what you said, suicide, cutting herself, you know. Mm -hmm. And just talking to her, it's one thing to talk to her. And then I share with her, you know, some passages, not passages, but excerpts in here. And so I said, you, you can borrow it. And so it was beautiful to see the next week I saw her in the hall. She was leaving out of her gym class and she had my book like it was a textbook. Now you done had this book for probably a week now. And I'm like, wow. But I was like, when are you going to give this book back? <laughs> what they used to say, you got to get your own, my sister. Right, because I actually, the one that she had, it stayed on my desk. But she was like, no. She said, I'm a, you know, I'm, I am going to return it. But I blessed her with her own and I signed it for her. But she was like, no, it's really been helping me. Because I'm like, you, I, it's, it's written in here. Right. But when you read it, you, your mindset has to be open. Just a little bit right. to just know that I can do this for me. Yeah. I do have a reason to live. It's so much more to life than what I'm thinking now. And when you read it, you're gonna you're gonna slowly feel ignited. Like, okay, because it's 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 more so you're talking to yourself as you read. It's like it's you speaking to your own self. You speaking life into you. Right. Even though I wrote it, like it's for you to speak life into you. Your self. Yeah. So what's maybe one that you can think off of the top of your head Ooh. that that you feel like has, and I know they all have power because just your energy just magnifies. I know what's in between the pages of that mm -hmm. book, but maybe what's one in there that you feel like is that game changer? Oh, that's a good hard question. Um, that's a gap. I mean, if you want to you know, grab it and, and find one or no, off, I, off the top of your head. No, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I do know I just spoke about, I think it was 59. I think it was 59. As simple as hype yourself up. Okay. Hype yourself up even when nobody's there to support you. You, I'm my biggest supporter. Right. I'm my biggest promotional team because nobody's gonna hype me up and support me like me. And so that's just a confidence confidence booster for anyone. Like, no, it, it is me against me. There's no competition with you to one. That's right. I'm one of one. Hello. So it's, it's I, didn't, I didn't say it verbatim, but it's that, right. that's got the exactly point. 
And I don't want to pigeonhole you to just an author or a speaker. Do you do some design stuff too? Well, image consultant. Image consultant. Yeah. So as far as being an image consultant, even how that came about, I've always loved to style. I've always, you know, as they say, put that thing on, you know? Right. Just, you know, I, I'm, I innately have that ability to put pieces together right. and make it good. Look. Checking out your fit now. Thank you. And I, it's like sometimes less is more. Yeah. So that's what I do. Less is more. So I would style, of course, myself. And then friends would say, oh, well, can you pack my bags? I'm traveling, you know, get my outfits together. Right. Okay. Can you organize my closet? Okay. So I'm like, this is image consulting. However, when I would do these things for friends and family, I would also pour into them. So that's where it's not just me styling you. I'm igniting you from the inside out. Right. So it's literally everything that I do intertwines with image consulting where, hey, I'm not just boosting your confidence. You can put clothes on anytime. Yeah. But if you're not putting these clothes on, wearing it with confidence, it's just like it, you're putting on a facade. Yeah. So when you leave with me, you go feel like, oh, I know I'm that guy. I'm that girl. Deion Sanders, you know, he has this saying, he say, when you feel good, you look good. When you look good, you play good. When you play good, they pay good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that is. That is one of his sayings. So we know that they're just, like I said, just your energy. I love it because so many negative Debbie Downers and pull you down people and your energy is contagious. I love it. The book. This is my copy, so you all have to get your own, and she will sign it before she leaves. So yes. I'm going to take it and hold it right here like that girl before somebody else tried to get my copy. But uh, I want you all to support Don. How can they find your book? Okay, you can find Inspirational Life Lessons by Dawn Patrice on Amazon.com, Books and Nobles. Um, if you're in Atlanta, you can DM me, and I will pull this on you. <laughs> <laughs> and your website. Everything is I am Dawn Patrice. Social media, Instagram, I am Dawn Patrice. Website, I am Dawn Patrice. Oh, sorry. However, um, Facebook is Dawn Patrice Consulting Services. TikTok, I am Dawn Patrice. All right, good deal. So, this is my new favorite question. Okay. At the end of an interview. Okay. What's one question you've always wanted somebody to ask you, but they never have? Wow. Oh, that's the best. What? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Uh, what is a question that always wanted somebody to ask you in the interview or and they never have? You know why that's so hard? Mm -hmm. Because I'm an open book. Right. So I'm I, I don't. But that but that it, that could be your answer, because the thing is, for everybody, it's something different. Yeah. You know, to some people like um, I have a, did an interview. Do you know Sherry Riley? Are you familiar with Sherry Rowley? She's a speaker. Yeah. She spoke at one of our um yes. Yeah, Light Skin Life. Yeah. yeah. So Sherry just did a, a episode with me that's gonna air here in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And I asked Sherry and she's same reaction. That's why I love it. But she said, people have asked me around, but they never asked me, why do I do what I do? Mm -hmm. And so for her it was nobody never just directly said, why do you do what you do? Gotcha. Uh, and so some people, that answer is going to be different. And like you said, because you're open book, then a lot of questions may have been answered. But I always like asking it because we feel like, oh, I know this person. 
or everybody knows everything about them. But sometimes there's that one question that nobody's never answered. And it's like, oh, man, what is that? That and even with you speaking about Sherry, I'm like, okay, I know people would know. Okay, well, she's always spoke. She's always been the person that people go to for advice. I'm not surprised with anything that she's doing. Right. You know, so that that's really a great question. But I've where I'm at now, I'm truly walking in my divine alignment and purpose. A lot of times people try to figure out what they want to do in life, but we don't realize that when we are younger, it's already a side of us. We just live like, I don't know what to do, but what did you do when you were younger? Naturally. And naturally, even as a child, like what you see is crazy because I, even as a little girl, I've always had an old soul. Okay. So that's why I say, you know, giving the advice to people, like you a kid, but people will listen to me. Like I've always- Wisdom is wisdom. Yeah. So just where I'm at now, I, I am, I'm a walking testament of when you have gifts and talents innately that God has blessed you with. This is what it looks like. It may not be easy to find out how to get there, but when you believe in God and believe in yourself, you you just will fall into walking to your purpose. So. But but when you think about this, though, mm-hmm. as a kid, mm-hmm. like you said, God innately put something in us yeah. to do it, but we don't know what all the ingredients are to make it. Because you talked about some of the things you've done the courses you've taken, the jobs you had, when you take a a minute to stop and reflect, Uh you'd be like, that's why I worked at McDonald's. I needed it back when McDonald's had customer service Mm -hmm. because I worked at McDonald's and back then it was, people were a norm with Chick-fil-A's customer service. That used to be the standard, almost the bottom of the standard of customer service back in the day because I'll be 60 next year. And so that was the standard and now everybody's blown away with, thank you, my pleasure. And when you think about that, me working at McDonald's, learning to interact with customers, being friendly. Um, and then I worked at a machine shop, understanding processes, and then working for myself for 20 years. It's like you can kind of see the culmination of what God called you, mm-hmm. but he had to get a piece from here that you need. I was thinking about this this morning. We get a job. And we say, look out, God bless me with this job. Oh, I love this job. Best job I ever had. After about five, six years, you start saying, I hate this place. Mm-hmm. To me, that says your time is up. You got what you needed from there. God will try to, he'll give you hints that it's time to go. Right. And I know from experience, if you don't go, they will kick you out. Right. I've been fired twice. Right. And I kept saying, I need to go. I need to go. And I wouldn't go. Right. And God's like, oh, you need a little push? Yeah. Let me help you on out the Right. Door. And every time I went to something better. Yes, yes. I can say the same for for me as far as, you know, just the jobs that I've had. I can say each job, it built my character different ways. What you see now, I was not always like bright, but <laughs> I was really, I had a pissy Nancy attitude. People were shutting rapidly. People are shocked. Um, my mouth was reckless. I cut you out in a minute. Who are you talking to? Right. Like, I. My disposition was very off-putting, but for what? I don't know. I was just had a nasty attitude. I would get fired from jobs because, again, I would cuss you out. If you say anything that I felt was disrespectful, it was a lot of in my feelings. Okay. 
And I learned, get out your, your feelings aren't facts. Right. Th these are things that I learned and I had to put in this book. Um, some jobs where I had to learn patience. I had to learn dealing with different personality types. So each job, it just taught me how to navigate life in a different way so that if I did not learn my lesson at this particular job, okay, I'm going to get it again at get that same energy or spirit at the new job until I learn my lesson. So is that, now that's, that's very powerful because I definitely, I can see why I went through the different jobs, you know, throughout my, you know, my life, but it was literally building me to be who I am now. Definitely. Cause you, nobody would know how bad my disposition was because of who I am now, but I learned to truly be at peace within myself and not letting outside energy impact who I am. Right. That's your own inner issue. That ain't me down. Had nothing to do with me. You know, last year, God gave me two statements mm -hmm. and I had to really look at me. He said, other people's opinion of you is none of your business. But the one that really hit home for me, he said, it's called a personal opinion for a reason. Keep it to yourself. Hello. And so, because I could be very opinionated sometimes. And God, like, they didn't ask for your opinion. So, if you had to leave people <clears throat> with one thing, okay. as we get ready to wrap up, what's one thing you would leave them with? A nugget, a nugget I would leave them with is... No matter what you are experiencing in your life, you don't just go through it, but you grow through it. You grow through circumstances, you grow through obstacles because that's not your final destination. You have to, for one, but whatever spiritual belief you have, believe in something greater and higher and powerful and positive. Because when you do that, you know on the other end, okay, if I believe in that, I got to believe in myself. And when you believe in yourself, there's no limit to your greatness. There's no limit to you fulfilling your purpose because we're only here for a short time. And while you're here, do everything in your power to live your life to the fullest, being kind, being grateful for the smallest things. And those small things will amount to something greater, which is a peaceful and joyful life. So I leave you that. Be strong, be resilient. And believe in yourself. Now, I don't even know what to say after that. If, if that is, if that didn't inspire you to check out the book, to check out Don's social media and YouTube, what can I say? But the one thing I will say is thank you for joining Conversations with Brent. Please like and subscribe and share this with somebody else. Don, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. You all have a great day. Conversations with Brent, connecting with people on all levels.